0: When some of us were just uh, quite a little bit younger, we, uh, we used to sing a little chorus. A few well, We had a lot of good choruses. We used to sing in the Sunday school or the junior church or at the youth camp or around the campfire or whatever. And one of those songs, the chorus, really the whole song seemed to be one chorus after another, but it kind of went like, rise, shine, give God the glory, glory, rise, shine, Give God the glory. Rise, shine, and give God the glory, children of the Lord. Now, I want you to follow me as we look into the book of Isaiah. And we're going to chapter 60. And I'm going to read uh, just a few verses, and I hope you'll follow along. We're going to have them also on the screen for you, because I'm going to refer to two different versions of Scripture. First, I want to read verses one And 7 of Isaiah 60, and I want to read from the New King James Version, which says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. And then down to verse 7 of chapter 60. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together to you. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister to you. They shall ascend with acceptance on my altar, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Those are beautiful verses. We'll delve into them in just a moment. I want to read the same verses from the message. Sometimes we read the message sort of as an overview, and we really get inspired because it speaks our language. So Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1, the verse 1 that we just read a moment ago, here's how it reads. Get out of bed, Jerusalem. Wake up. Put your face in the sunlight. God's bright glory has risen for you. I believe those words are as true to us today as they were to Jerusalem and Zion back in that day. And then in verse 7, it says, and yes, a great roundup of flocks from the nomads in Kedar and Nebioth, welcome gifts for worship at my my altar as I bathe my glorious temple in splendor. Beautiful, beautiful words. And a message this morning, then simply entitled, Rise, Shine, and Give God Glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the gift of your word you have said that your word will never return unto you void but will accomplish all that you intend for it to accomplish and so this very moment in this very time we're asking by the transport of the holy spirit in this place that your word will make its way into every heart that decisions that need to be made will indeed be made and that from those decisions action will also come Lord, we're nothing if all we do is read and hear and listen and then read and hear and listen again. But, Lord, you want us to rise and to shine and to give you glory. And we pray that this message and everything that accrues from it will do just that. And we'll be very careful to give you the praise, for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So arise shine, constitute the first two words of Isaiah 60. And I don't know if you've read them before or ever stopped to really camp on them, but we're going to consider those words this morning in some detail. Because they constitute God's divine plan and His command, sent forward and meant to transform lives for the better, and to actualize this transformation of life by connecting with Jesus Christ, the light of the world. And so what we're going to talk about this morning and really delve into the why of rising and shining and the how-to of rising and shining. Now both those words, arise and shine, in Isaiah 60 verse 1, are indicative of a change. So we start right there, and we can't go much further until we accept that. That arise and shine are indicative of a change, a change that will be good for us and a change that is to come. The good news is that the change is a positive one. You see, these words both point uh, to an improved standard of life, particularly in line with God's plan, even for His children, for His people Back then, uh, he said, uh, this is directed to Jerusalem or uh, to to Zion, the nation of Israel, and it it reveals itself through Isaiah the prophet. It repeats itself through Jeremiah the prophet and also repeats itself over in the New Testament through the apostle John. Jeremiah uh, uh, wrote this, the words of the Lord, for... I know the plans I have for you. God knows the plan that he set out for you and for me, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. And then in 1 John 3, verse 2, I read, Beloved, uh, beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. 3 John, verse 2. Now, the book of Isaiah is full of prophecies. Prophecies given, delivered by Isaiah, received from God Almighty. Many of Isaiah's prophecies given in the earlier chapters prior to uh, uh, Isaiah 60, uh, were, were not received. They were not very well received by the Israelites. As a matter of fact, they found them unpalatable. They just couldn't take it. Because those described imminent wrath, judgment, and punishment, the punishment of God that was going to come on the people as a result of their disobedience to God, to His laws, to God in general, and their overall general moral decadence as a nation. In particular, there were prophecies about various woes upon the unfaithful Israel that would That would lead to unpleasant outcomes, such as the one described in Isaiah 29 in verse 4. And I read, And you shall be brought down, and shall speak out of the ground, and your speech shall be low out of the dust, and your voice shall be, as one that has a familiar spirit, that's not good, out of the ground, and your speech shall whisper out of the dust. So he is proclaiming a judgment and a condemnation to come upon Israel. Against this backdrop of a very downcast, dejected, depressive status of Zion, Isaiah also pronounces many blessings that would accrue to those that have a contrite and a repentant heart and a humble spirit. Those who would be, by their choice, obedient to the Lord, the Lord of light, and follow his statutes. Some of those pronouncements and promises of blessing which make the people of Israel arise and shine are spelled out here in chapter 60. The implication of Isaiah 60 is that no matter how negative, I want you to get this, no matter how negative, I'm going to say it again, no matter how negative your past or your present status may be, God can make you to rise and shine. Is your marriage in a mess? Are your finances failing? Is your spiritual life sliding down the hill? Are you facing darkness with respect to your career or your family or your work or maybe your school uh, uh, situation? As we will see in this message, you, no matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter where you're going, no matter the direction you're headed, right now, you can rise and shine. Yes, you can. Because with God, all things are possible. So we should just shout, because of that, we should just shout together, "Hallelujah." Hallelujah! Good stuff. So why? Why rise and shine? Well, before I get too far into that on a a strategy to make something a reality, it helps to have a conviction that the thing that you're striving for is both doable and achievable. So let me share with you some reasons why you can rise and shine in the context Of Isaiah 60 and verse 1. First thing I want to point out this is a command. It is a command. The first two words of Isaiah 60 and verse 1 are arise, shine. Now, this phrase is not given as a suggestion, it's not advice, it's not a dream, it is not an opinion, it is a command given as Isaiah received it from God. And when a command comes from God, it's perfect. That's exactly what Psalm 19, verse 7 says. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Whatever the word of God says is already settled even in heaven. Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled, where? In heaven. God has spoken his word that you should rise and shine. God has spoken his word that you need not stay in that rut that you're in today. God has given his word and assurance, and it's forever settled in heaven above that you need not despair or just move on without taking a breath even. God has spoken his word that you should rise and shine and that you need a positive change from your present status. It's consistent with the word of God. The devil cannot change nor alter the plan of God for you if you are cooperating with God. Yeah, yeah I wanted to say that again. The devil cannot change nor alter the plan of God for you and your life if you are cooperating with God. So first off, it's a command. Here's why. Secondly, it's of the Lord. You know, the validity of any statement or command or, or any kind of, of uh, outward uh, controlling uh, conversation depends on the author of that statement. And if it's a statement or a law, command of some kind, its validity is really all dependent on where did it come from, who said it. You know, that's that old saying, who says so? It's who said it. So the command to rise and shine originated from God Almighty. It didn't originate from Isaiah, and God says he's able to perform his own word. In, uh, in uh, Ezekiel chapter 12, verse 25, I read, For I am the Lord, I will speak, and the word that I shall speak shall come to pass. It shall be no more prolonged for you in your days. I will say the word and will perform it. I love those words. Said the Lord God, the Lord who commands you, this very day, this moment as you hear my voice, to rise and shine, will make it happen in his own time. This is an amazing truth. It's first off a command. Secondly, it's of the Lord. And thirdly, I want to interject by putting this in that our Lord is the light. The main reason is a lot of talk here in Isaiah 60. About the light having arrived. The main reason given by Isaiah why the people should rise and shine is because their light has come and the glory of the Lord is on them. Arise, shine. Why? For your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Now, the light, let's just take, let's unpack this verse the light referred to here is the coming Messiah, is our Messiah, is our Savior and Lord, who is Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So God says through uh, Isaiah, arise, shine, get up and shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen on you. And it refers to him in Malachi chapter four, I like the verse, uh, verse two I think it is, it refers to Jesus as the son, S-U-N, S-U-N, of righteousness. Jesus aptly described himself twice in the New Testament as the light of the world. You've all heard that. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world, John 8:12. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have shall have, present tense, the light of life. And in John 9, 5, he said, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Captivating words. Now, wherever Jesus Christ is, and this is good for your notes, it's not necessarily going to be flashed before you, but wherever Jesus Christ is, there is light. Wherever Jesus is, there is light. And and you wonder why the world, the cosmos, the society, the culture that we're engulfed in today is so dark, it's so evil, it's so bent towards things that are are pointing downward because wherever Jesus Christ is, there's light. Now you can come up with your own deductions there. You see, as long as the power switch in your house is in the off position, there'll be darkness in the house, especially in those deep night hours. When you, when you turn the power switch to the on position and everything else is in order, there will be a change from darkness to light. The change occurs because you took an action. What are those things that you must do to arise and shine as you are meant to do and meant to be? What is that all about? Well, I want to just go back for a moment to the why, and then I'm going to explain to you the how. The fourth thing that is involved here for the why, and this is very important, you want to rise and shine, listen very carefully, because this, it is a sign of life. Only the living can rise and shine. The dead can't do it. Isaiah 38 says, For the grave cannot praise you, death cannot celebrate you, the living, the living, as he repeated it, he shall praise you as I do this day. The last phrase in the book of Psalms alludes to this in, a, in Psalm 150, verse 6. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And then those last words. Praise ye the Lord. As long as you are alive, the potential to rise and shine is already in you. All you have to do is put it into action. I say from these verses, by praising God for where you are and for what He wants to do in your life, you will shine because Psalm 67 says, God will bless anyone that praises Him. The blessings of God can make you rise and shine. So why rise and shine? First off, it's a command. Secondly, it's of the Lord. Thirdly, our Lord is the light, and where Jesus Christ is, there's light. And fourthly, it's a sign of life. That pretty well covers the why. So how? How do we rise and shine? Well, God's already made provision for his followers to rise and shine. These followers must play their part, as I've already said, to actualize the plan in their lives. You see, as long as the power switch is off, as I said earlier, it's going to be dark. But once that uh, switch is activated and everything else is in order, then comes a change from darkness to light. And it occurs because you take action. And I repeat this because I want you To take action in your life, not tomorrow, not next week, not another year, not when you get to be five more, five years older or ten years older. I want you to take action on this today. So, what are the things you're going to have to do to rise and shine because you're meant to rise and shine and God wants you to rise and shine? Let's take a look. First off, how do you do this? You connect. With Jesus Christ. That's the first thing you do. Before any object can shine, there must be a source of reflection of light to, for that to that object. In other words, it's reflected light that makes things sparkle and shine. Jesus Christ is the light of the world. And he declares that without, he said, without me, John 15, 5, you can do nothing. I don't know how long you've been walking with Jesus, but if it's even a short period of time, or if it's been many years, I'm sure you found that to be true. That without Him, you can do nothing. So in order to shine, you must be connected with Jesus from whom you obtain the light, and that's going to make you shine. You're going to reflect His light. His light shining on you is going to reflect And you're going to be in a greater position than you are today. Furthermore, he can give you the power to rise because he's the custodian of all heavenly and earthly power, Matthew 28. And his is the power that made Lazarus rise up after four days in a decaying death status in John chapter 11. And it's that same power that made a 12-year-old damsel arise from the dead, Mark chapter 5. And it can certainly work for you. If that power could work for those people, it can certainly work for you. You're not yet dead. Some of you are not yet dead. Five of you are not yet dead. Which means, listen, listen, listen. You're alive. You know what you should do right now? You should shout, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Boy, you're getting it. I tell you, you, you scare me. And let me tell you this. Your case is not as bad as was Lazarus' case. And the Bible even said, He's been in that tomb for four days, and he yet stinketh. (laughs) Nor is your lot anything like the 12-year-old dead damsel of Mark chapter 5. So what do you do first? You connect with Jesus, and you can do that today and receive that power, his power, that light, his light, that transformation, His transformation working in you, to do what? To rise and shine. How do we do this? Secondly, by consuming God's Word. The Word of God has all the divine rays of light that can make you rise and shine if you use it faithfully. You know, that Roman centurion knew the power in the word of Jesus, and he believed it. It's an amazing story. Nobody taught him that, I don't believe. We don't have any record of how he got this conviction. But we do have a record of him tapping into it when the Lord Jesus, you know, he, he's talking to Jesus, and he tells Jesus, he kind of gives Jesus a little command here. He said, if you just speak the word only, my servant shall be healed. Wow, we talk about faith. Jesus then "Hearken to his request. He saw the need. He saw this man's compassion. He understood he had faith and he honored it. And the servant was healed automatically and immediately. He wasn't even there. The centurion said to Jesus, you know, if you just speak the word... My servant be healed. And Jesus spoke the word. (laughs) Matter of fact, I'm not sure that he even had to speak the word, but the word of God says that that servant was healed immediately. The prophet Jeremiah valued the work of God so much that he searched for it and made it part of his diet. Those of you that are into the diet thing, try this one, Jeremiah 15, 16. Your words were found and I did eat them. And your word was unto me joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Wow, Jeremiah got serious, didn't he? Furthermore, by declaring, the psalmist does in Psalm 119, 130, the entrance of your words gives light. What is the psalmist saying here? He's saying, I know that I can get the word of God into my system. I will shine." And the reflection of God Almighty upon me is going to come out to others. Even the Almighty God Himself promised good success and prosperity, which is a form of rising and shining, to His people. When He's given command to Joshua in the first chapter, verse 8, and they would get involved with the Word of God and they would do it, He said, day and night, day and night, Stay in my word. It is obvious, therefore, that one of the strategies for achieving rise and shine status is to create an affinity for the word of God to the point that it becomes indispensable, as indispensable to you as food is to continuous living. That's consuming. Hmm? Connect with Jesus. Consume God's word. How do we do all this? Third, commit to God's service. You know, the Bible says in James chapter 2 that faith without works is dead. So, if any member of the household of faith who does not want to remain cast down like a dead lion must be prepared to do the work of God conscientiously. As a believer, this is the only qualification. As a believer, is that you or is it not? Your good work can make you rise and shine if you follow the counsel of Jesus in Matthew chapter 5, the famous verse 16, where he says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify you. That they may see your good works and glorify your church. I'll get it. That they may see your good works and glorify that wonderful pastoral team that you have. Let your light reflect. Let it so shine that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. So we commit to God's service. We really, I, I really have to say a couple of things here on this, on this subject. While all the works that can advance the kingdom of God and that agenda are important, or oh, are they important, and are necessary, there is one that I don't want to overlook. And it can make you rise and shine on its own. And that's the work of having an influence and leading souls to God. You know, for a soul, a person to come to God through Jesus Christ, they have to take a first step. And I hate to think that sometimes we might be standing in someone's road and really creating a block. <coughs> To them taking that step but to truly serve God there are a lot of things in the agenda that are ne- important and necessary but this one will really make you rise and shine to be an influencer to live a life of morality without question to be genuine in every facet of your life to live upright and be consistent I meet people all the time and I deal with people all the time, and I have over the years. To say their Christian testimony is a roller coaster doesn't start to describe it. So you never know on any given day is the roller coaster at the top here now, or is it stalled at the bottom? Where are we? Where are we going with this? Who knows? But for you, it's just to remember that one of the most important things in this commitment to God's service is that you be a person whose life helps. It actually contributes to leading others to take that first step towards God. Question. Do you want to rise and shine? (laughs) Huh? Get involved with the work of God in whatever way you possibly can, and in whatever way God is leading. So you commit to God's service. How do we do this thing of rising and shining? Fourthly, you cultivate righteous living. Now, aside from connecting with Christ, aside from consuming the Word of God, aside from committing to His service, Righteous living must be the focal point of the one who will rise and shine. He or she must always strive to be in right standing with God, in conversation, in deed, in thought, and in all things. Speaking again through King Solomon, the Word of God indicates that the righteous, or the just, will shine brighter and brighter, Proverbs four eighteen, but the path of the just is as the shining light That shines more and more unto the perfect day. The the power to live righteously has been given to us by Jesus Christ. And if you use it, you will rise and shine in Jesus' name. Let me repeat that. The power to live... I tried that once. It didn't work, Bob. I tried that for six months one time. I mean, six whole months. Didn't see, didn't feel didn't experience, didn't smell. There's, there was nothing different. No, 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 no. You have to hear my, this statement. The power to live righteously has been given to you by Jesus Christ. If you use it, you will rise and shine in his name. So we do all this. What else can we do? You don't want too many more, so I'm going to add one. You call on God's promises. Mm. See, that's another way to appropriate the blessings of God that can make you rise and shine. It's use the power of the tongue to your advantage. And what I mean by this is you should harvest God's promises and plans for you to rise and shine by simply confessing and claiming them with your mouth and taking appropriate action to make them happen. So see, some action on our part is important. Call forth positive things into your life that can make you rise and shine. Hey, the Shunammite woman in 2 Kings chapter 4 practiced this and she got her miracle. With her only son dead in her house, she ran to Elisha for help. And when Elisha asked her, well, is it, is it well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, "It is well." Ooh. The result was—you got to think that one. You got to think on that one. Her son has already died. He's—he's—he—he's—he's he's, he, he's, he's been laid uh, uh, down in the home. She's run to Elisha. She's told him the story. Elisha says, Oh, how's your husband doing? How are you doing? Oh, how is it with the boy? And she said, It's all well. The result was God, through Elisha, honored her... See what this is? This is positive declaration, and her dead son was able to rise and shine. And the Bible says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Proverbs 18 and 21. You that are hearing me today, I declare to you, You need not think that just because you can't do this or that or such and so on or you haven't done this or you haven't gone there or you haven't been such and such a person, blah, 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 going on and on. I declare to you that your life will not be cut short because of any of that stuff and that you have a life to live. And as long as you're living, Jesus can can ignite you, can light your life up in a way that you will bring honor and glory and praise and blessing in the name of Jesus. You will rise and shine in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You know what you should do right now? You should shout hallelujah. hallelujah. <laughs> the command, rise and shine, has wide applicability and meant to transform lives if obeyed, if obeyed. Sinners can become saints. The downcasts can become uplifted. Failure can turn to success. Weeping can be changed to joy. The rich can get richer and the sick can be healed. Oh my, oh my. So much, so much can be done. And any abnormal situation is tantamount to darkness, and it can be reversed when the light of God comes to that situation. You've got to have light in darkness. Jesus, the light of the world, is the source of the solutions to all. Are you hearing me? All of life's problems. Anyone who wants to rise and shine must connect with Jesus by accepting Him as his or her Lord and Savior, and then know His words and do them. Your rising and shining will be unstoppable in Jesus' name. You know what? You can be as happy as an innocent child. Is there anything happier? Someone has said children are happy because they don't have a file in their minds called all the things that could go wrong. Children are happy because they don't have a file in their minds called all the things that could go wrong. Or you could live under your mountain of regret. This great peace by Larry Harp, I want to leave with you. I would not really planned on taking a trip at this time of year, and yet I found myself packing rather hurriedly. The trip was gonna be unpleasant, and I knew in advance no real good would come of it. I'm talking about my annual guilt trip. I got tickets to fly there on Wish I Had Airlines. It was an extremely short flight. I got my baggage, which I could not check. I chose to carry it myself all the way. It was weighted down with a thousand memories of what might have been. No one greeted me as I entered the terminal to the Regret City International Airport. International because people from all over the world come to this dismal town. As I checked in to the Last Resort Hotel, I noticed that they would be hosting the year's most important event, The annual pity party. I wasn't going to miss that great social occasion. Many of the town's leading citizens would be there. First there would be the Dunn family, D-O-N-E, you know, should have, would have, and could have. And then came the Ahad family, you probably know old Wish and his clan. Of course, the opportunities would be present, missed and lost. The biggest family would be the Yesterdays, far too many of them to count, but each one would have a very sad story to share. Then Shattered Dreams would surely make an appearance, and it's their fault would regale us with stories, uh, not stories, excuses about how things had failed in his life, and each story would be loudly applauded by, don't blame me, and I couldn't help it. To make a long story short, I went to this depressing party knowing that there would be no real benefit in doing so. And as usual, I became very depressed. But as I thought about all the stories of failures brought back from my past, it occurred to me that all this trip and the subsequent pity party could be canceled by me. I started to truly realize that I I didn't have to be there. I didn't have to be depressed. One thing kept going through my mind. I can't change yesterday. I can't change yesterday. I can't change yesterday. But I do have the power to make today a wonderful day. I can be happy, joyous, fulfilled, encouraged, as well as an encourager. And knowing this, I left the city of regret immediately and left no forwarding address. Yes, 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 but there's no physical way. I've made mistakes. I've made plenty in the past. Yes, 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 I have, but there's no physical way to undo them. Can I say that again? You've made mistakes in the past. I've made mistakes in the past. There is no physical way to undo them. So if you're planning a trip back to the City of Regret, please, as quickly as you can, cancel all your reservations right now. Instead, take a trip to a place called Starting Again. I liked it so much that I have now taken up permanent residence there. My neighbors, the I Forgive Myself and the New Starts are so very helpful. By the way, you don't have to carry around heavy baggage because the load is lifted from your shoulders. Upon upon arrival, Mm. God bless you finding this great town. If you can find it, it's in your own heart. And if you do, please look me up because I live on I Can Do It Street. My friend, where are you? Are you ready to once and for all leave the city of regrets today? Well, if so, as you leave that city, why not sing as you go? Rise, shine, Give God the glory, glory, rise, shine. Give God the glory, glory, rise and shine. and Give God the glory, glory, children of the Lord. Yes! Rise. Shine. Give God the glory. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you, even for short little phrases in the Scriptures that can just command our attention. Thank you for all that you do as you work through your Word. And we praise you and we thank you for decisions that are made, decisions that are being made, Conviction that's coming into the hearts of those listening. We don't know the spiritual need, nor the spiritual situation, nor where anyone really is in their spiritual life, but you do. And for those that need to leave the city of regrets, may it happen today. And may they do so much better by coming into your light Rise, shine, for the light of God is shining upon us. So bless those who decide for you this day and all who hear your sacred word. For we pray in Jesus' name, amen.